Hi, you're on with Lindsay McKeon, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. It is time once again for our trek into the world of movies, TV, and music here at On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zimrak. This is episode 211 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, TV and movie DVD releases, and our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Lindsay McKeon joins us. And Lindsay was a two-time daytime Emmy-nominated person and... She was on Saved by the Bell, the new class. Remember that? And she was also on One Tree Hill and so many other things. We've got a lot to talk about. It's all coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. And don't forget to catch me on KESTAM in San Francisco on Saturday mornings at 11.15. I'm part of the Real to Real show and I'm going to be doing a little clip for about 15 minutes. We chat about uh, what's going on, similar to what we do here at On Screen to Be On, but uh, we get a little chatter going in there, and it's a lot of fun, so check it out. And let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness here at On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, well, the 70s TV show Kung Fu, which starred David Carradine, is now in the pipeline to be remade to a big screen movie. And Disney's Beauty and the Beast is heading to be remade as a live action film by Disney. And this makes yet another Beauty and the Beast film in the works, the other one from Guillermo del Toro. And a remake of the King Arthur story now has a July 22nd, 2016 release date. So we'll keep an eye on that one. That's it for Remake Madness coming up next on On Screen to Be On, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. Gerard Butler will star in Geostorm. It's about a satellite designer who must save the Earth from a devastating storm. And it's a sci-fi thriller, if you didn't know that. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt will star in To Walk the Clouds. It's about a French high-wire artist named Philippe Petitz and his attempt to cross the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center back in 1974. Robert Zemeckis is going to be directing that one. And Steve Buscemi will join Adam Sandler, Dustin Hoffman, and Ellen Barkin in The Cobbler. And the story plot is currently under wraps. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sequel City, well, it looks like Wreck-It Ralph 2 is now being written. And in Star Wars news, Peter Mayhew will be back in his hairy suit to reprise the role of Chewbacca 
And the composer, Hans Zimmer, says he will be returning to score the Batman vs. Superman film. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD, well, six made-for-TV movies come your way in May on the 13th when Perry Mason Movie Collection Volume 2 arrives in stores and Happy Days, the fifth season, arrives on May 20th and this is the season that includes the famous Jumping the Shark episode. All 120 episodes of the 60s classic Batman show will finally come to DVD in November, and that's according to Warner Home Video. And No date has been officially set yet for the exact one, but uh, it's going around that it's in November, so that's something to look forward to. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. Movies on DVD, well, on May 20th, Elijah Wood and John Cusack star in Grand Piano on Blu-ray and DVD as a performer with stage fright must perform flawlessly or he will be killed. John Malkovich stars in Deadly Code on DVD, Digital HD, and on Video On Demand on May 13th. Malkovich will play an aging Siberian crime boss. And Lone Survivor with Mark Wahlberg hits stores on June 30th. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, it looks like Eli Roth's Hemlock Grove on Netflix will be getting a second season with new episodes arriving on July 11th. NBC will be airing a remake of Rosemary's Baby in two two-hour segments. The first part will be shown on Sunday, May 11th, and the finale on Thursday, May 15th. And this summer, Corey and Topanga will be back from the 80s. As Boy Meets World spin-off Girl Meets World comes to the Disney Channel, even Mr. Feeney is going to be there. Check that one out. That's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Now, on On Screen and Beyond, we are going to have a guest with us. It's Lindsay McKeon, and she was a two-time daytime Emmy-nominated person, and she was Katie Peterson on Saved by the Bell, The New Class, and Taylor James on uh, One Tree Hill, and she's just done so much stuff, she's going to let us know what's going on. It's coming up next. Lindsay McKeon, next on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who has been nominated for two Daytime Emmys and who many of you will remember for her role as Katie Peterson on Saved by the Bell, The New Class, or as Taylor James on One Tree Hill, or as Mara Lewis on The Guiding Light, and many of her other guest-starring roles on numerous TV shows. It's Lindsay McKeon. Lindsay, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Lindsay, looking over your credits and what you have coming up, you are going to be a busy girl in 2014. Woo, finally. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Actors love to be busy. I'm sure you do. Gee. So <laughs> can we get an idea of what you've, you've got coming up that we'll be able to see you on? 
Definitely. I have an episode of Drop Dead Diva that I got to play on recently, and that will be with um, Rick Springfield. Oh, okay. And one of the lead singers of Rascal Flats is also in it, so it should be a fun little episode. Um, I'm not exactly sure when that airs, probably within the next month or so, mm-hmm. but you'll have to stay tuned because I'm really bad with keeping up with that. Uh, and then I'm leaving actually to go up to Vancouver to shoot another episode of Supernatural, uh-huh. where I play my role of Tessa, the lovely Reaper. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really excited to go back because she's actually one of my favorite characters to play. That is and one creepy show right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is intense, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's intense, sometimes a little gory for me, um, and very dark, but very fun at the same time, and I oh, yeah. love yeah. some of the subject matter that it delves into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I just read the script, so I'm super, super excited about this role that Tessa gets to come back. It's different than any other time I've been on the show, and it will... It will definitely surprise the fans, so I'm looking forward to it. Good, good. Yeah. And then I come back to L.A., and it's unwork-related, but I'm on the hosting committee for a fundraiser out here. We're doing a charity event for a foundation called Road to Hope that helps displaced orphans in Africa uh, continue to get food and and shelter and schooling until they're grown. So it's a great, great foundation that I'm excited to be a part of. And after that, I will be going to New York for the Tribeca Film Festival, where my horror flick is is playing and debuting. And that is indigenous, right? That is indigenous, yes. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that, or is it is it still under wraps? Um, I'll tell you a little bit about it. We shot it in Panama, five weeks, middle of the jungle, running through it at night, which was terrifying in and of itself. Um, there were all types of creatures and insects and monkeys and trees with spikes that would attack us. I mean, it was it was definitely a little bit gnarly being there. Um, but a lot of fun with the cast, and you can see our chemistry together on screen. I think it shows through. Um, and there is actually there's a little gore in this one for all of the fans who love the gore. And I jumped while watching it, but I'm a little I'm a little sissy when it comes to scary films. Um, I mean, my my husband always looks at me and laughs at me because I'm like. Ah! <laughs> and, and you were there. You filmed it. <laughs> I was there. I know everything that happens, and I still get scared. Uh, That's a good so sign, though. It is a good sign. Yeah. Or, or I'm just a big baby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, the girls and guys should go see it. Girls will jump on the guys. You know, they love that. Right. 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 <laughs> they can be the man that protects them. <laughs> Now, filming a film like Indigenous, you, you know, you say you're out in a jungle like that, is, I mean, were there, do they give you a rundown of, you know, 
don't touch this or, or stay away from that or anything like that when before you go out into the jungle? Well, look, let's just say when you're doing most films, yes, are very cautious and aware and, and they regulate that kind of stuff, especially when they're filmed in the States. Now, when you go out of the country, it's a little, a little different. Uh, the rules are a little, a little more lax. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to look out for yourself. And we were all very, very lucky that nothing happened. I mean, I don't know if you've seen in the news, but, you know, there's stuff that happens on set. One person wants this extra shot, and yeah. they sort of don't pay attention, and the safety regulations aren't watched, and things can happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but thank, thank the Lord, none of us had any major, major problems that the, you know, little um, medic guy couldn't take care of on the spot <laughs> now, now it would be a bad sign if they also had a uh you know somebody who was uh, sort of looked like you and they were just standing by in case you know <laughs> that would oh, be your god a... <laughs> <laughs> then i would be really worried and you know what i don't know if you should say this but the producer did originally think hey maybe i should have a couple people as backup just in case. Uh-oh. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, that would have been awful. Could you imagine if you didn't have the faith in us? Right. Um, and you just had people on hand. Probably something would have happened. So, thankfully, he didn't go with that idea, and he stuck with us, and we all made it through. Wow. And now, with, yeah. a, with the film like that, you say you're not really too good with the squeamish and the, and the horror and the jumping and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but you you do quite a bit of things like that, like you say, with Supernatural, too. So uh, you, you must not mind it too much, then. You know what? I don't mind being a part of it. And I actually, I, I actually quite like intense feelings, emotions, uh, adrenaline, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't particularly like watching horror films. Uh, just for me, my mind works in a very funny way that if I start seeing killers and shadows in the movie theater, I'm going to start seeing them outside of the movie theater. And I have no interest in that. So I you... would rather see rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> so you're more of a romantic... You're more of a romantic comedy type film? No, no, no. I'm actually really not. Um, Very rarely can I watch Mm rom-coms and actually like a good one. Uh, I like, what do I like? I like drama. I like sci-fi. I like um, action futuristic. I'm a big fan of films like Oblivion or even Prometheus where Mm -hmm. it's, it's a little intense and scary, but not too much. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's let's step back to when you first started acting. Uh, what made you oh want to be? What, <laughs> what made you want to become an actress? I think that it was written in the stars. <laughs> um, I think it's one of the only things that can satisfy my need to experience um, as much as I need to experience to be entertained and to keep my attention. 
I also, from a young age, you can see old films, and I'm, you know, literally, I'm, I'm dancing in front of the camera, jumping in front of the camera at five years old. I, my mom didn't even realize this till later until she watched the film, but she's filming our new house and filming the stairs, and you see five-year-old Lindsay pretend to stab herself in the heart and then drop to the floor dramatically. <laughs> so I think even before I got started or knew I was getting started, I was already entertaining myself and other people. A, a little ham, right? <laughs> a little ham. <laughs> hmm. So do you, do you remember your very first acting role that you, you know, I mean, not in a, in a play or anything like that, but I mean, you know, a paid role? Yeah, it was Boy Meets World. Oh, really? That was my first ever gig. I mean, I did commercials before that because I started in commercials. Mm-hmm. I think my first commercial was a Mattel mix and spin commercial. Uh, but my first theatrical acting gig was Boy Meets World. They were the first ones to ever hire me, and I think I had to kiss whatever Ryder Strong's character's yep. name was. Yep, yep, I know who you mean. <laughs> so, at a young age like that, uh, were you a little leery about doing that, or? I don't know. I mean, that was so long ago, it's really difficult to remember. I know that every time I work and before I go to work, I get nervous excitement mm-hmm. and to me that just means I'm alive and I care about what I'm doing and I'm still excited to be doing it otherwise I wouldn't have those feelings. Shortly after that though you, you got the job on Safe by the Bell the new class correct? Yes correct. Yeah. It, it was I chopped my hair off one Christmas and sort of went rogue and then a Shortly after that, booked one of my biggest jobs. Hmm. So, so what was it like? Did was it a big open cast call, or did you just uh, did they, had, did they have their eye on you, or what was it? Oh, geez. Um, I don't think it was like when you say open call, that means they're open to the general public to try out. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that. Uh, it was definitely set up by a manager and agents that I had. Yeah. And I auditioned for it and all of that, but I still remember getting the phone call from the executive producer. And it's always exciting for an actor to get that phone call. I'm sure. <laughs> you watched yeah. it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they love me. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was a. You, you lasted, uh, what, uh, 70, 80 episodes on that show? Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but I was on there for three or four years probably until it ended. Yeah, yeah. So so how was it? Was it a close cast? It was. We had different age ranges on there, and obviously with Mr. Belding and Preach. Right, yeah. Uh, they were definitely different ages, but some of the youngsters, I think I was one of the youngest until the girl Ashley Cafania came on. Um, but I really got close with Samantha and Anthony, and we all did end up hanging out quite a bit. And Samantha and I even still talk and catch up with each other once in a while. Hmm. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, guiding light. That's a totally, totally... You're just taking it back today, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) History in review. Right. Uh, With the guiding light, though, uh, that's a totally different kind of work, I would think. I mean, I I don't know because I'm not an actor or an actress, but, uh, uh, I mean, you're daily pounding out those shows and everything. That must be difficult. It was. It was incredibly difficult at first. Um, You know, it's... I think it's tough enough, challenging enough to learn dialogue and uh, have emotions related appropriately to the dialogue. But then when you get 20 pages of dialogue every single night to learn, at some point your brain shuts off and says, no, no more. I can't retain any more. I'm sure. And that's a bit of a scary feeling for an actor who has, you know, six, seven hours to go to sleep and go pump out this episode. Um, so it's just, it was a massive training ground, and eventually my brain did get used to it, and then you have enough faith that you will learn these lines. And, I mean, by the end of it, you become one of the old-timers, and you get five pages of dialogue, and you're like, oh, I could learn this tomorrow morning, no problem. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So now you were nominated for two daytime Emmys. How did that? I mean, you must have been thrilled. I was, but it was so surprising because I didn't expect that at all. This was, I mean, the soap opera was my first experience doing something like this. I had been on the show for only a couple of months, and I had just moved to New York City, so there were enough big things happening that I wasn't even thinking I could be nominated for an award. Mm-hmm. So when I first got that announcement, I was just sort of very surprised and blown away that that was even happening or a possibility. I do remember um, every time, well, the second time, too, watching where my expectation came in because it's the second award and it's like I didn't get the first one, will I get this one? Instead of, you know, you want to just be able to enjoy the experience, but you have so many emotions running through you. And I remember sitting in the audience, too, and at the same time that it's so exciting, it is terrifying. Uh, I mean, I remember watching Jennifer Lawrence at the Oscars and in her speech saying, you should never do this. It's so scary. And I remember sitting there feeling those feelings like, geez, I hope they call my name. Oh, my gosh, I hope they don't call my name. I think I'll drop to the floor or trip over the steps or, I mean, you're in front of a huge group of people. And what do you do? What do you say? Right, yeah. Everyone's watching you. It's it's, it's a little daunting as much as it's super exciting. Yeah, and and they always say, you know, it's it's an honor to be nominated and and. and, and people hear that a lot but it really is i mean it, it is no, it an really honor is. yeah to be acknowledged oh in yeah such a small group and small window of 
people is a huge honor. Yes, do people like winning awards? Sure. Does it make uh, someone feel good about the work they've put into their craft? Yes. But even being nominated is is an acknowledgement of that, and that's huge. Right. I mean, it's a recognition of, of a job well done, and, and obviously, yeah. you know, you've, you've done that. So uh, that, yeah. that's really good. Now, oh, of all the other shows you've been on, all the show, well, you know, you've done a lot of guest appearances on, on you know, 90210, uh, Supernatural, and uh, I can't even, the third. Yes, I'm Miami. Third Rock from the Sun. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Now, with all the shows, was there any one in particular that you just said, oh, i got to get this job? Huh. Mm, I don't know. Not yet. Yeah. No, not yet. Yeah. Who would you like to work with? If you could work with anybody, who would you want to work with? Ridley Scott, John Krasinski, Kaczynski. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ridley Scott is a huge one. He's been in my brain for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he would be the ultimate because I'm so interested in in playing some type of warrior, a peaceful type of warrior, someone in the future, um, exploring, you know, the outermost regions of our universe. Mm-hmm. I think he does that, and he does that so well. Do you know when Indigenous is going to be coming out? Honestly, I do not. Uh, I think we'll know something after Tribeca, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it will be by the end of this year. Ah, okay, that's great. And, and Supernatural... You know, I can't wait to see you on it again because that's I enjoy that show. It's a good show. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I can't wait to go up there and play on this episode. Yeah. Also, one more thing is Block of Dudes, which is going to be a fun comedy that I'm sure a lot of people are going to love. Uh, I can't think of the main guy's name right now. Chris Delia, uh, Hilary Duff, Ray Liotta, a huge cast is in wow. that. Yeah. And that should be out within the next year. Jeez. I am a girlfriend in it so uh it, it's it's not a huge role but i'm incredibly excited to be a part of a movie with such a big cast right. and part of a comedy hmm. yeah. well Lindsay, i want to finish up with two final questions taking us away from your acting career and everything else that you do but thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> when you kick back and relax what are your favorite tv shows now and of the past and what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, my gosh. Let's see. One of the favorite movies is Romeo and Juliet. Uh, that is just one of my favorite all-time movies that I can sit and watch. I still like Gladiator. I, I like Mermaids with yes. Cher. Yeah, Cher. Yeah. Winona Ryder. Um, what else? I don't know. I'm sure there's so many more, but I can't think of them at the current moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And television shows. I watch Shameless. I watch Newsroom. I watch Girls. I watch New Girl. The Walking Dead? Uh, <laughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I didn't think so. <laughs> I mean, Shameless is pretty intense, and I, I can go there with that show, and that's one of probably the darkest, most intense shows I watch. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> well, Lindsay, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, and uh, I can't wait to see Supernatural and see you on um, the uh, Indigenous movie and all the other things you're going to be doing. I, I just can't wait to see you again. You are so sweet, and thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait for everyone to go out and watch all of these fun things that I've, I've you know, been graced with being able to play in this year. And I want to thank Lindsay McKeon so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. Just so many great people we've had here at On Screen and Beyond. If you go to onscreenandbeyond.com, you can check them all out. All 311 and more, actually, because some days uh, we had double guests. But they're all there. Tell your friends. Get everybody going. And uh, tell them to go to onscreenandbeyond.com, go to our rerun section, and hear every single one. Get a lot of good information there from some great actors, actresses, uh, from movie, TV, and the musicians. Uh, Meatloaf is in there, and Peter Tork of the Monkees, and just so many great people. So check them out. We're going to be trying something new. We're going to be posting a map on onscreenandbeyond.com, and it's going to be a map of the world, and it's going to have uh, the different countries highlighted that we have listeners in that uh, we can you know track that as far as where the the people are coming from and everything and from people who have sent me emails and everything and uh, if if by chance you look at the map and you are from a country that is not marked uh, because our stats don't give us all the information of every place but uh, uh, they give us the majority then they say other so I don't know where those others are so if you want to uh, let me know Send me an email at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and tell me what country that you are from that I'm missing on the map. Okay, so that'll be going up shortly. I'll be putting that on onscreenandbeyond. I'll probably put it on the first page and uh, just get you your feedback from that. Uh, so, uh, but there's just so many different countries. I mean, we're all over the planet. Great to hear that, that uh, so many people listening to On Screen and Beyond. If you have a suggestion of a guest you'd like to have here at On Screen and Beyond, be sure to email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. And uh, if you're in the San Francisco area in the United States, listen to KEST AM 1450 on Saturday mornings. I'm part of the Real to Real group. They uh, have a show, and I will be doing a segment there. If you are, uh, you know, someplace else, not in the listening area of uh, KESTAM, then uh, you can listen online. They have uh, the um, streaming, so you can check that out. And it's a lot of fun. I get to talk with all the whole gang there, and uh, it's, a, it's a good time. So that is it. That's a wrap for this week. And until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.